0: Hello and welcome back to the continuation of Season 6. Just don't ask what Season 6 is about because we don't know either.
1: We don't really have a title, do we?
0: Two people talking shit. Yeah, so about weight loss. With so. yeah, the, the, the show title gives it away. So, hey, Courtney's here. Hello. Hello, so yes, that is, that is Courtney. Uh, I am Matt and we're here to talk about, well, 15 signs that you might have a diet mindset. yes. So, Courtney, will you agree with me when I say that dieting does not work? Yes. Okay. Just a little thing here. I would say if diets did work, you wouldn't need to do more than one.
1: <laughs> yes. Fair? Very fair.
0: Okay. Um, would you agree, Courtney, that it is well established that those who lose weight from diets are highly likely to put it all back on plus more? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yet despite this, people are still looking, they're still searching and in many cases they can be taught bad habits mm. that come from this. Would you agree with that? Yes. So it's easy to understand where people like you and like us can get confused because you've, you, you'll get the next – the next genius telling you why, you know, well, yeah, you might have done this in the past, but that was wrong. This time do it, but cut out the carbs. This time do it, but oh go keto. This time do it, but don't eat between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. This time have no protein. Oh, no, no, have all protein. Like, what the fuck? Yeah? Yes. Would you agree with me, Courtney, that none of this bullshit is needed?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes.
0: In our opinion, um, what is actually needed is a change of mindset, a change of behaviors, a change of beliefs around food, around exercise, around the problems that actually need to be solved to achieve anything worth a damn Mm -hmm. when it comes to weight loss. Yes. Because there are – we can all agree there's multiple ways to lose weight. There's different ways to skin this cat, but they're not all going to have the same outcome. Yeah? Yes. Now, with, with the line of work that Courtney and I are in and have been in for a long time, you get exposed to a lot of different people, asked a lot of different questions, even though they're kind of the same theme with different words. Uh, and hear a lot of different excuses, and see. Although on top of that, a lot of, a lot of pe- battles that people have, things that people struggle with. And in the context of this episode of the show, some pretty clear giveaways that someone is battling with a diet mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got fifteen things here. Was it 15?
1: fifteen?
0: Fifteen. Mm that we're going to go through, 15 signs that you have a diet mindset. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, this all comes from experience. Mm. None of this is guesswork. This is all stuff we've either gone through ourselves or have been exposed to in our line of work. Yes. Um, warning, there's going to be a heavy dose of sarcasm all the way through this, especially from yours truly because I just can't help myself. And Courtney and I have written these points out. Um, they're all serious, but they're going to—they're coming with our sort of slant and our sort of humour and our sort of sarcastic, sceptical, no bullshit viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So I reckon I'm going to shut the hell up and let Courtney bring out the first one.
1: Ooh, okay. Go. <laughs> Go. It's like a race. Go.
0: It's not a race. It's
1: not a race. Okay, first one. You think about foods as either good or bad and apply the same thoughts to yourself. For example, I was bad. I had a slice of cake.
0: You've been through this, haven't you? Yes. Beat yourself up? Yes. You see this, don't you, where... um, People people put these labels on things. Oh, you can't have that. That's bad. That's bad for you. Or no, I have I have more of that for it's you know because it's good. Like, can we get this out of this? Like, in this, you want to have the cake? Have the fucking cake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Anything else you'd like to add to that? <laughs> Just have the fucking cake. <laughs>
1: Just have it. It's, uh, I think it's, it's a, the the really important part about that. It, I think is also um, you apply the same thoughts to yourself. So you sort of take – it's already not a great idea to be labelling things good and bad foods, but mm. then also to sort of project that onto yourself so then you become a good or bad person. Well,
0: as to the guilt, doesn't it?
1: As in relation to the food you eat. Like I don't really think that has anything to do with how good or or bad of a person yeah, you you're, are.
0: You're, you're a terrible human being. You like
1: chocolate. <laughs> but How dare you? Yeah, that, that is an interesting thing that we tend to do to ourselves. The, the one I used to like as well – was like when you were out and people would say like oh are you allowed to eat that oh my god <laughs>
0: yes can you eat here is there anything on the menu that you're allowed to have
1: uh,
0: um what's your what's your response to that these days if you get asked that
1: i never get asked that but it it would be if someone asked me i would show genuine i i would genuinely ask why
0: <laughs> um i have been asked this um, and it has been like this year. Mm. And my response was I can have whatever the fuck I want. I'm not on a diet.
1: I would be genuinely more, more, I'd be more interested in why the question was asked.
0: <laughs> um, it's not hard to come to the conclusion of why the question is. I asked. know
1: why the question would be asked, but I would be more interested in the person's answer as to why was the question asked.
0: Okay. Fair enough
1: it would fascinate me actually but right. yes that is that is a good one
0: all right i'll take the next one the next sign you might have a diet mindset is classic all or nothing thinking so you're either being you're either on a diet or you're being good or you just aren't on a diet you're not really caring and you're being bad there's no balance it's one or the other um Please explain to me how that's sustainable. Mm. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm waiting.
1: I think the the all or nothing is like the, the pinnacle diet mentality that I think of first when I think of diet mentality.
0: Yeah. Obviously,
1: these all come under the banner. That's why we've listed them down. But that, to me personally, that's like a pinnacle one. The for first me.
0: cab off the range yeah, is the all or nothing monster. That one is yeah.
1: like, to me, if you, if, if if I only had to have one to describe diet mindset,
0: you personally, I you would start, start that one. Yeah, that's fair
1: because that one is to me. It's like it's so perfect for for what I consider the diet mindset. It is yeah. all or nothing, yep. and and it's and, and when when I think of the all or nothing thinking, I also think of things like restriction. I think of things like deprivation. Deprivation. These are words that I think of when it comes to that as well.
0: You know what I think of when it comes to that? Joyless.
1: Joyless. Well, it,
0: to me. Well,
1: you know what joy, joy, joyless reminds me of something to do with that Christmas? Like joyless, like Grinch. Well,
0: fair. Where's where's the sustainability here? But also where's, where's the balance and where's the actual sense of satisfaction where it's like, hey – I'm consistently working towards bettering myself and improving what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean I have to deprive myself of these things. Mm. Or it's like, oh, shit, you, you mentioned Christmas. Oh, Christmas is coming. Oh, I better be good for the next month <laughs> because then between Christmas and New Year's, I'm just going fucking hard as a motherfucker at this.
1: Well, it becomes yo-yo, doesn't it?
0: I guess, yeah, I I don't, see, I don't see how either way – it, it can lead to any form of joy or satisfaction mm. in your life. No, uh, it's there's no there really is no balance there.
1: It leads to giving up very quickly as well. Giving well, giving up quickly, changing a lot. Um, yeah, I, I I think it doesn't it doesn't um, all or nothing. It doesn't exactly scream long term.
0: No, it's the ultimate form in my opinion of spinning your wheels, mm. where you might you know oh I'm just the all or nothing type of person. Yeah, you've probably been that way for a long time and Mm. not much has changed in in various areas. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, not good. Uh, Courtney, next one. Hit me.
1: You stressed about the rules. Mm. (laughs) The rules for what you're doing and getting for... for, mm. (laughs) It's going well. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The rules... For what you're doing and getting everything perfect. That doesn't even make sense. Really? That's why I couldn't read it out properly. That sentence doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, it doesn't when you butcher it, but that's okay.
1: Did that make sense?
0: You stress about the rules for what you're doing and getting everything perfect. This is is the classic diet mindset though because, well, it's like, oh, well, the program says I have to do this. I have to do it this way.
1: I think just the word, the rules, you know, I think – in any, any lifestyle change, there's always going to be a sense of uh, – rules isn't really a good word to use though, is it?
0: It is when you hear people use those words a lot.
1: Yeah. Is there another word that really should be used though?
0: Well, the thing is in my, word, in, in my world, a there should be guidelines and there should guidelines. be – Guidelines. Well, there should be guidelines and there should be structures. Yes. But the thing is – um, the word rules here is appropriate because of how inflexible people with diet mindsets tend to be. Mm. The, I've got to be by the book. But it doesn't allow for nuance, doesn't allow for individualization, doesn't allow for flexibility. Can I give an yes. example? Can I give an example?
1: Yes, your so podcast.
0: My <laughs> podcast? Oh, oh, yes. Cool, I'll take it. Sorry, go. Um, so the what we do with our clients, right? There's, there's a heavy education component, as there as there should be. It's not just, hey, yeah, go to the gym and um, eat 1,000 calories a day and good luck with your life. There's an education component. Now, there is there is a generalized recommendation guideline in there where it's like, hey, for most people, you're probably going to find that you're aiming for up and around about six meals a day. No, don't be scared. It's not as bad as you think but that's a generalised guideline slash recommendation. Does that mean it is hard and fast?
1: No, I eat five times a day.
0: Thank you. We've had some clients eat seven to eight times a day based on their individual circumstances.
1: we have also known somebody do four yep. and got great results as well. So
0: but This is this is exactly what I'm getting at with rules. So a rules-based person stuck in a diet mindset would, would see the number, for example, in this case six, and go, oh, I've... I only eat two times a day. I've got to go to six starting tomorrow. And then three days later, fuck, I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I'm talking about with a rules-based mindset yeah. with this. Oh, well, it says this. I've got to do it that way. No, because what that, that then implies one size fits all. Yeah. Which it does not. Now, that's why the word rules is being used here because mm. it is it is a different mental approach to a, a word like structure or a word like guidelines. And even then there's got to be flexibility within those two things. Yeah. Where rules implies that what Matt is doing must be the same as what Courtney is doing or the next person or the next person. No fucking way.
1: Mm. Yep.
0: To me, it's like a comparable thing is where you might have us approached by someone who is a vegetarian or a vegan. Oh, does, does what you guys do, does it? Cater or allow for for vegans or vegetarians? Like, of course it does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's, there's not, there's no, there's no hard and fast rules here.
1: No,
0: there does need to be, as I said, structure and, and some form of guidelines. Like, hey, you know, if you want to get really, really good results, sorry, you're going to need to exercise. Like, it's just that's the way it is. Yeah, I don't make those guidelines up. It just no. fucking is what it is. But. Uh, approaching a program and approaching a structure where it's like, well, that's what it says. That's what it says in the book. I've got to fucking stick with that. No, you fucking don't. Mm-mm. And we have evidence to prove that. Yes. We have, As Courtney has said well, with the, the six meal a day example, we've had a variance between clients between four and eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's right, who's wrong? Answer, none.
1: If you get what you want, then no one's right. It's all, It doesn't um, matter who's right.
0: Well it's all based on the individual person and their specific situation yeah so yeah um i'm I'm not a fan um about really even though I sit here and we sit here and, t- and bang on about structure I'm not a fan of being hard and fast on on rules and not having flexibility there it's this is more a discussion about inflexibility yeah which I detest because then it becomes exclusionary for people which I am passionately against yes I'll do the next one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The next sign you have a diet mindset is that you obsess over the results and how fast you can get the results. So it might be, oh, the numbers on the scales. Oh, I, I haven't lost weight today. I haven't lost weight this week. And you're obsessing over how fast you can change. And it's almost like you're in a state of panic about, oh, shit, I've got to get this off. I've got to get, get this off now. But you're not thinking about your overall health, Mm. your overall well-being. You're not thinking about the habits that got you into the mess you're in to begin with. All you're thinking about is what is the easiest way to get out of this problem without solving the things that created the problem. Yes. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that you should just not care about results and you should not care about progress. You should care about both. You, if you, you have to, to go anywhere with this, you have to. But if you're doing it at the expense of thinking a bit more beneath the surface on, well, what are the things that are working against me here? Yeah. And it's something that you said, Courtney, um, in a previous podcast in our last season was that if you go into a weight loss journey and you aren't prepared to solve the problems that got you there in the first place, they will follow you mm. along. And that's, that's. That's a classic illustration yeah. of this. So I can just say like, you know, an obsession about the numbers on the scales, we don't weigh our clients for a reason. Like mm. any of our clients will tell you, current or former, no, they didn't ask me to weigh myself. You can go ask any client of ours you want. And they'll, yeah. they'll give you that answer. We're not just talking shit for that. No. Because it's not necessary. No. And we do we – do, advise our clients as well, like, yes, we know you're here for a change and we're fully here to support you and guide you towards that. But we want you to understand that the the focus now needs to get off how fast am I changing or how much am I changing onto well, what am I doing to improve day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year. Yes. Because you tend to find, if you think deep enough with this, your your shape, your health, your confidence, all those things that come with, you know, gaining unwanted weight, they're just uh, symptoms of the real issue. Mm. They're byproducts of other things. And if you try and solve your problems but without addressing the actual root issues that are working against you, how's this, how's this going to help? Yeah. So it's a massive mistake um, I see a lot of people make. Is It's like, oh, well, cool. How fast can I get this off? Yeah. Not – what are the things that are holding me back here? Thoughts?
1: Yeah, completely agree.
0: Because holy shit, am I fucking gas bagging.
1: You're on a roll. I'm not going to stop you.
0: Anything you'd like to add there?
1: No. Like, nailed it. Nailed it? Mm-hmm.
0: Would you like to take the next one?
1: You binge on junk food. <laughs> this is a good one. So, you binge on junk food... That's in your house before your fresh start. So this one we see a lot. Because I don't know what it is about new programs, but most people start something new on a Monday. Oh,
0: universally accepted start of the week.
1: Yeah, you don't want to start on a Saturday because you've got stuff to do. So you always start <laughs> on a Monday. And... I'm not judging people for that. It happens all the time. I probably did it when I first started. I don't remember. To be fair,
0: we start our clients' programs on a Monday. Everyone
1: loves a Monday. I've got no problem with that. Mm -hmm. The funny part about it is, is that often when you start on a Monday, rather than just going through as you normally would till Monday and then starting, we find this compulsion over the, the couple of days leading into that to eat everything that's crap, in our pantry before Monday. So all the junk food in the pantry or the fridge, the alcohol, the the ice cream, you know, the the, the big dinner out, the takeaway. All
0: the stuff that you told in. yourself, that you've told yourself, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna be allowed to have that.
1: Get it in in the week the days leading into that Monday. I've got,
0: I've got Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday. I am just going Pizza, for gold.
1: Burgers, ice cream, lollies, chocolate. Yeah. So the binge, the binge leading up to the, the, the new program. On
0: Monday it all changes.
1: Yes, it does. It's
0: all fixed on Monday.
1: Well, if it's, you know, if it's then, if you've had your fill, somehow we convince ourselves that if we do this, if we do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a cleanse. We've got it all, we've got it out of our system <laughs> and we'd be more than happy apparently to never eat that food ever again.
0: Yeah. Until next Friday,
1: <laughs> like we've we've done it now, we can say good. I got it out of my system. God, it's funny what we tell ourselves. Honestly, it really is. But that is definitely
0: there is um there is an impressive amount of mental gymnastics required to, oh. to reach some conclusions oh, like yeah. this, where um what would really impress me is if you know someone's about to have their fresh start on Monday, and what they did over the weekend prior was actually, well, I might go and just do a grocery shop and start cooking some good food ahead of time mm. and get ahead of this, which is actually one of the things we ask our clients to do before they actually start with us. Mm. Hey, we want to see your first food prep because we want to get ahead of this sort of bullshit. Yeah. Don't clean your, your fridge and pantry out by shoving it down your gob because it ain't going to solve your problems. No. And it, it also I should mention – it's not that you won't be allowed to have this stuff yeah, along the gonna way. It's going
1: to be never the last time you get to eat a bit of chocolate, oh, so calm down.
0: I'm starting with Matt and Courtney on Monday. <laughs> Fuck, they're not going to let me have any more burgers from here on out. Like, are you <laughs> out of your mind?
1: Oh, I love it. I love what we tell ourselves, honestly.
0: <sighs> we are we are the masters of just self-bullshit.
1: <laughs> oh, it's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Uh, Will I hit the next one?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. You stress out about how much chocolate and bad food you have over Easter and Christmas. Meanwhile, you aren't too stressed about those things for the other 50 weeks of the year. What are you doing with yourself?
1: (laughs) This is one that is also quite funny to me because it happens happens to me. Like, it's happened to me so often over the years and – it's another one of those funny things. I don't know what goes through our brain. Explain. <laughs> but it happens where you will you'll get to Christmas, New Year's. I think it's because it's a sort of the the time of year around Christmas, between Christmas, New Year's, leading up to Christmas, you've got a lot of Christmas parties to go to, a lot of dinners out, a lot of dinners in, a lot of gatherings. <sighs> Gathering. I don't even know, though, that why it's so bad because here in Australia, I don't think our traditional Christmas – I guess here in Australia, I think our, our tradition is probably more Christmas lunch than it is Christmas dinner maybe for most most families. Well, most families I know, but regardless, it's not that bad of food. Like Australian traditional Christmas is like either a barbecue, so barbecue meat, salads, because our Christmas is in the middle of our summer – so it's like barbecue, salads,
0: yeah, but fruit salads,
1: tra- things like this.
0: Traditional will change based on the person and their upbringing. So, tradition tradition for me um, wasn't necessarily barbecue, it was, mate, Christmas cake.
1: Well, Christmas cake. Let's ye, the go. sweets is the part that gets you at Christmas, it is. Or, like, I grew up with usually a roast. So it was like a roast, so like roast lamb. Yeah, fair. And roast potatoes and salads and things like that. But yes, a hundred percent. It's the desserts that get me. But,
0: but the thing is, it's not just the Christmas day that can bring on the stress. It's oh well, it's going to become a whole week, and it's going to go through till New Year's, and then I've got New Year's.
1: It is the. I think it's the sweets, and then it's the alcohol. It's the chocolate. Definitely at Easter. It's the chocolate. <laughs>
0: Damn right it
1: is. It's the chocolate you and the sweets. Bet it is. And yes, I do agree. We we do build this this idea up in our minds, and I think it doesn't help because society in general start to talk about it, and everyone comments on you know oh, I've got to cut down my you know my sweets over this this holiday period, and mm, mm. and the, and social media. So you start to see posts about it, and magazines plaster it on the front of magazines like. 50, how, to, how to lose 50 pounds before new year's mm. like mm. so it i think it's just all around you so that doesn't help but i don't know why we stress about it so much where i think maybe like if for a lot of people it happened to me in the past where you're wanting to lose weight throughout the year and then any time like that i don't know it just used to freak me out when really did, freaked me out.
0: When did it start for you? Like once the calendar went from November to, to December, is like that, like the official time to start freaking out. Like oh, it's first of December. Holy shit, here it comes.
1: I don't reckon that it was like always the first of December, but mm-hmm. it was definitely whenever the Christmas parties started.
0: So the first, the first sort of Christmas party is what's like. Okay, it's on now. Kicked off. Okay. That can be November for some workplaces. Actually,
1: you know what? It's more and more November these days. Yeah. 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 I, I found it mm. is more and more in November because December is becoming harder family. and harder. It's
0: becoming more family. Yeah, it's becoming yeah.
1: harder and harder. And it's November, really work, only... December family. Well, it's really only three week? You may be lucky to get three weekends in before Christmas mm. in December. So mm. they're usually taken up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely can be stressful. And I think it's just the... Um, anticipation of it it's if you've been trying to lose weight all year you get to christmas time and maybe you start to judge yourself on it you know the bad foods but it's also judging yourself on the progress you've made maybe you haven't made as much progress as you wanted to um and then you can get emotional so then binge eating can come into it um if you've been depriving yourself for a long time and then you yeah. get close to Christmas and then that's when the binging comes in. Normally,
0: normally the um, binging is the next step after deprivation and restriction, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I know you said chocolate um, and bad food. I think it's also the alcohol around that is. time of year as yeah, well. Absolutely. So I think as well there can be a lot of um, pressure around that time of year, you know, from other people. Is like, it, oh, just eat it or it, just um, drink
0: it. Is it really as much from other people as it is internally? I'm being a people pleaser and what I think I need to do.
1: Well, I think it's both. But yeah, mm. I think like if you're definitely if you're definitely that way inclined, then even it could just take one person to say, Oh, one bit of chocolate won't hurt and then that's it. <laughs> that's all that's all the pressure you needed just to just to go. What
0: we'll move on in a second. Advice you give in this situation? Because I got
1: one. Um, yours is 100% going to be different to mine. So I'll go first. <laughs> um, 100%. Mine would be just to remember to have perspective.
0: We're debuting a new phrase on this podcast. Not perspective. Haven't heard that before? Not. <laughs> Continue though.
1: Um, yes, you need to have perspective. That remember that you're not on a diet. So these times of years shouldn't scare you. They're going to come every year. So you are going to have to get used to them at some point. And if you're not on a diet, it means that the way that you're eating is the way you're going to be eating next year and the year after and the year after and the year after, which means you are going to have to get used to the fact that Christmas and Easter come every year. And you are going to have traditional foods that you like to eat. And as long as you keep the structure that Mm -hmm. you have and the guidelines that you have for yourself, that that one week is not going to outweigh – you are not going to get fat in one week – It just won't happen. You
0: might feel a bit bloated, but that's okay.
1: Absolutely, you'll feel bloated because you're probably going to be eating foods and drinking alcohol that you may not have regularly drank for 50 weeks. Yeah, for sure. Because it hasn't been a part of your routine. So, yeah, of course, it's probably going to make you feel a bit shitty. um, But as long as you keep the other routines, I always found that making sure that my exercise routine was really solid through those times Mm. really kept me moving forward. I think that if you allow everything else to slip, that's when you can really fall into dangerous territory, and that's when you can really fall into that all-or-nothing all, all mindset.
0: And what do you think my advice was going to be? Because you said it would be 100% different. What oh. am I about to say?
1: <laughs> it could be one of a couple of things. so I won't guess. You just go for it.
0: Go. Hey. I, I want to know – oh, okay. You're playing that game, are you? Okay. Enjoy yourself. Like
1: I thought you were going to say – Who gives an F?
0: Oh, absolutely. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Like, go and enjoy yourself. This is the thing what I've found, right? As I've as I've actively worked on this over many years now, I look forward to those periods now. Yeah. Because of the consistency that I strive towards week in, week out, outside of those periods, means that when Christmas and Easter come around, I have a better time now. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, because hey. I love chocolate.
1: Yeah, love
0: chocolate. Love. Don't have it that much. No. So when I do have it, savor. Man, it, it, it's. I don't. I don't go over the top and make myself sick. It's just like, oh, that's that's a really nice treat. Then it's back to what I normally do.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, you you are correct. Actually, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and um, enjoy yourself. Yes. Uh, next one.
1: Next one.
0: Uh, that would be you.
1: Oh. What are we up to? Oh, you send your food diary to your coach, but you leave out the things you don't want them to see. Hmm. This has happened before. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which, now this means that you're you're paying your coach, but you're also, you're paying your coach to coach you and lying to them at the same time. (laughs) So they can't actually coach you at all. No. Which I love.
0: It just means that you're doing what you want to do in the first place. Yeah. And this is, um, this is easily seen when a client might send us their food diary and there might be a client who's relatively new to this, working with us. Yes. And their food diary is better than ours. Yes. Like, stop. Fucking stop. This is easily seen through. Overweight person, starts new program, wants to impress trainers, sends through 100% perfect meal diary. Stop yourself. Yeah. Just no. You know how we wrote here um, that you you send your food diary to your coach, like they do this to want to impress their coaches? Yeah. This does not impress me. No. At all. Actually, it's the opposite.
1: I think there's also a fear – there's a fear of getting in trouble, and we've spoken about this before too, and it just should not happen. If you've got a coach that you send your food diary to and it's not perfect and you get in trouble for it, fire your coach on the spot. Yeah, they're shit. Like literally I wouldn't even go back to them.
0: Yeah, you are a 1,000% correct, not just 100%. Um, I'll also add to that by saying that, hang on, you overweight person who's come to us for help, like
1: you, you mean you're not getting this perfect? What is wrong with you?
0: We, we, know, we know you have battles and struggles and challenges and bad habits. That's why you're fucking here. Yeah. It defeats the purpose if someone sends through a perfect food diary and omits all the mistakes. Like, what are you paying us for?
1: Yeah. What, what the
0: fuck are you actually paying us for? You're getting nothing out of us. We can't actually help you if you if what you're sending you through is better than what I'm doing. Yeah, you should be coaching me then if you're that fucking good.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, own your mistakes. Yeah. What you find is as well, the more you're prepared to own up to these things, the easier it is to move past them because it starts to normalize. Like, hey, you know what? I'm a human being. I have flaws. I have challenges. I have bad mistakes or bad habits. I'm sorry, and that's all okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. right? no judgment from us. And as Courtney said, any coach that judges you or you get in trouble or talked down to because you're a human being, well, that coach is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Straight up. Now, look, we Courtney and I are fucking idiots, but just in different <laughs> ways. Not that way. Speak for yourself, mate. I ain't speaking for myself. Righto. Uh, I'll do the next one. Yes. All right, the next sign that you have a diet mindset is you are looking for the secret thing that will give you everything that you want. The one lever, that you pull this lever, it'll fix everything. So, you know, things like having less milk in your coffee or buying that supplement that you see on the internet that will do all the work for you. Or, no, no, if I add in another five cardio sessions this week, that'll do it. That'll get me there. But you're actually avoiding the shit that you know is holding you back. The things like the secret eating, like the inconsistency, the weekend binges. You know what I mean? When, oh, I'm really good Monday to Thursday, but don't ask about Friday to Sunday. Yes. Don't, mm, don't do that. Or, you know, you know that you self-medicate with food. Yes. As a way to you know deal with emotional or stressful situations. Or alcohol. Yeah. Or, or insert here. Yeah. But no, no, I won't talk about that. <laughs> If I just have two less sugars in my coffee each morning, fucking can will solve all the problems here.
1: I think in, in most cases, and it was for my case when I look back on it, I really knew my biggest problems. Really? Yeah. Like I knew.
0: Okay. Can you tell me what you... What you knew were your biggest problems versus what you were trying to work on.
1: Yeah, so I knew my biggest problem was my food. The, Absolutely knew it.
0: Can you please be more specific?
1: I knew that I ate too much takeaway. I ate too. Um, I ate too little, but too much. If you know what I mean. So I ate too few me- few meals, but I would. Make massive meals, so massive portions. Yeah, yeah. And then I would go hours. I would go half a day without eating, and I knew that was not a healthy way to be living. Mm. Um, I knew I binged on um, ice cream and chocolate.
0: Secret, secret eating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I knew that.
0: What were you? Okay, so what what were the actions you were trying to take though?
1: Exercise. I just needed exercise. Mm. you know, Mm. because in my mind, well, that'll just burn it off. Yes. Can relate. Yes. Um, It'll be, it was, it was those sort of things. Yeah. So I knew that I still couldn't do it myself because I knew there was still a lot about eating and that, that I didn't know, you know, like I knew I wasn't eating frequently enough, but I didn't know what was a good amount you know people always used to talk about calories I know I didn't want to count calories but I didn't know if there was a certain amount so I knew I needed education in those areas but I also knew very much what my bad habits were so I feel like most people if you've got if you're like a binge eater or a binge drinker like you were Matt in your case you knew I oh, was no, both you knew that though right or were you in denial about how much you drank?
0: No, not at all. Um, I, was the same, I was the same as you in that I tried to cover it off with exercise. So if, I'm still going to enjoy the shit that I eat. Like I love my ice cream. I love, I love my, my potato chips. Yeah. I love my beef from Thursday night to Sunday night. But if I exercise more and more and more and more, yeah. that will solve the problems. Yeah, I was a little bit inaccurate with that. But the, it's, it's just classic avoidance.
1: Well, oh, water, I've gotten in the, in the little habit before as well, like letting bad habits creep back into my food. But oh, I really should drink more water.
0: <laughs> that is, oh, absolutely. Oh, I can't, I can't help myself. I just before I go to bed each night, I just I eat a packet of Tim Tams. Legendary Australian biscuit, for those who don't know. Oh,
1: you have never tried um, a Tim Tam.
0: They are. They're as good as advertised. But, yeah, I, I have a packet of Tim Tams every night before bed. But if I increase my water, I think I'll lose all the weight <laughs> Throughout from there. the day. It's yeah. going to be
1: a good start.
0: Yeah. Now, look, look. I'm very inconsistent. I don't exercise much because, you know, I'm busy at work and I'm just too stressed out. But I am getting more water in each day.
1: I've definitely it, been yeah? guilty of that. I've a hundred percent been guilty of that, where I've been like, "I've just got to increase my water. <laughs>
0: You see, the, the best way I can sum this up is, you see people stressing about the one percenters yeah. and completely avoiding the ninety nine percent elephant in the room. Like, hey mate, this is the fucking Stop shit doing that's doing that.
1: it. I, I've done that, and I still reckon I do that sometimes. And where I'll get, I'll get. Uh, some bad habit will creep back in, and I will say, "I'm just gonna have less m- milk in my coffee," or mm. "I'm just gonna increase my water."
0: Drives me fucking insane <laughs> with with people that do this, and like, it's, it, like I'm again, I'm like, I'm not. And I'm I not, do
1: it. How much does that drive you crazy?
0: Doesn't drive me crazy because you know what? It's normal. Because you know, because and the thing is, I'm understanding of this. Like, yes, I'm being a little bit sarcastic here, I'm a bit dry with things, but I also understand that. It can be a real comfort thing, like yeah. to you know, them, know what
1: it is. It is a comfort because thing because
0: you know how hard it can be for someone to then go. You know what? I know it's not the fucking water. I know it's not the milk in my coffee or the sugar in my coffee. I know for a fact it's the shit I do on the weekends when I just drop my bundle. Yeah, and it is a bitter pill to swallow for people. And I, I, that's why there's no judgment for me because you know what? That's unfortunately it's normal. Yeah, but it is something that does have to be overcome. To take steps forward with this. It's it is what it is. Did
1: you just say overcome?
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. Awkward silence. <laughs> the best part of a podcast. Anyway, Yes, it is something it definitely that must has to be, be overcome. It has to be improved upon. You see that? You see that? Yep. You zig I zag. You zig I zag. But it is it is classic avoidance. Yes, it is. But it's also in our role as coaches, like we're not going to judge people because we get this all the fucking time. But there's no judgment from us. However, we are going to point it out.
1: As I said, I'm still guilty sometimes of doing it.
0: Can I? here's how I look at this. Right. What if you didn't need to cut out the milk in your coffee? What if you could get what you wanted and still had that? Yeah. What if you were actually were drinking enough water and didn't need to have eight liters a day? What if you worked on the ninety-nine percent things that you know deep down are holding you back and you got to keep those other little one percent things you actually love?
1: I think the just to wrap this one up, yeah. I think that the thing that you have always said, which is perfect for this situation, Me. which is, yep which is let's see how much we can get away with. Absolutely. And that is something that I think you've always got to remember and tell yourself over and over again. Always set out with the idea of improvement, but let's see how much we can get away yeah, with. because
0: if, you, if you're someone where you know like, oh, you know what, I do like my milk in my coffee, I do like the occasional beer, on the weekend with, with my family or friends or I like pizza, whatever that insert here, I have my indulgences, which by the way, you should, I call that living. Mm. What if you don't need to get rid of that stuff to get what you want? Would you take that? Yeah. If I said to you, well, look, we're just going to work on the real things that, you know, deep down are fucking you up. But those little things that you still do love, you might get to keep them. What do you think of that? Like, a thousand times out of a thousand, wouldn't you take that? Because I would. Even
1: don't, don't even think about changing those until last.
0: Well, you. you this is you know, the funny thing is, you won't need to. Yes. Because we we use the phrase cornerstone habits, and by cornerstone we mean the fucking big bad ones. Mm. If you change them, chances are you won't need to change those little one percent things that you think are the secret. Yes. Yeah. Must, must be the supplement. Must be this. No, it's no. It's not going to be that. Yes. Next one? Yes. Uh, that would be you.
1: Right, me. Oh, you change it up. You change it up to a new program. Whenever things start to get a little bit hard or you don't get the results you want and you blame the program instead of your own lack of consistency, work ethic, Yep. Um, insert. Standard.
0: Yeah. I, I call people like these program hoppers. Um, also call them coach shoppers. Um, they're the people that were like, oh, well, you know what? I tried this for a couple of weeks and it, it didn't it didn't work for me. Again, Which is code word for I didn't do jack shit.
1: I think this is another one that's very, very symbolic of diet. Like when you think of diet, you think of, I think, I shouldn't say you think, I think mm. a lot of people only staying on it for a short time and then switching to another one. There's no one – I've never met somebody who said to me that they've been on the same diet for 30 years. Mm. So this is another one for me that sort of always makes me think of diet, which is just people trying something new, trying something new. Yeah, program hopping. Yep,
0: see it all the time. You know, I'm just looking at my options. I'm just just checking it out.
1: Kickstart. I'm going to kickstart my – you know, change of habits because I'm just gonna do this one diet.
0: Well this this is this is more this point's more related to though, oh well, okay, you know what? I've tried this for a month. Uh, I'm not getting where I think I should be within a month. I'm gonna go do go do the next thing.
1: No, oh, results aren't there. and then the
0: next thing and the next thing. And all of a sudden that's where we'll get people where they'll come to us saying, hey, you know what? <sighs> I've tried everything. Like you probably have except the one thing that actually works. Yeah. Doing absolutely. it the right fucking way.
1: Yeah. But then, to be also fair, a lot of diets give wildly unrealistic outcome
0: oh, they, they, promises. They, they, they do have a promise but my response to that would be is, how many of those things do you need to do before you get it through your head that, hey, you know what, I'm making the same mistakes here. It's just given a different title, yes, a different name or a different program name and it's costing me more fucking money. Like, how many will it take for you to realise, like, you know what, I'm repeating the same mistakes except I'm a little bit older and a little bit poorer and a little bit more down on myself. Yeah. Because eventually you start to think, oh, this can go to the extreme of, oh, well, I can obviously never lose weight. I'm one of those people.
1: One of those people.
0: Yeah, those people don't exist. Uh, shall I do the next one? Yes. The next sign you have a diet mindset. It's easy. You get caught up in motivation or willpower thinking that's what you're missing. I'm just not – I would love to do what you've done. I'm just not as motivated as you, mate. I ain't fucking motivated. Trust me on that.
1: No. Absolutely not.
0: I wish – oh, you're such an inspiration, Courtney. I just wish I had your willpower. Mm. Trigger warning. Those words right there just set me
1: off. Yeah.
0: This is a real easy one to explain, um, and I'll do it and we'll move on, Courtney. Um, We've mentioned it a thousand times, so a thousand and one won't hurt. It has nothing to do with motivation and willpower. Get it out of your fucking head. Anyone, and this is the thing, don't take our word for it. Go and find the five to ten most successful people in your life. And by successful, I mean they've had success at anything they've applied themselves to, be it work, um, like work, career, business, business weight loss, athletic biscuits, whatever, ask them how much it was about motivation and willpower and you're going to get the same answer from all of them. Don't just believe us. Go and ask other people that you know too because if if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for someone else to motivate you, you're done. It's over before you even start. It all must come from within. Oh, that sounds pretty deep and meaningful. It's the truth. It is. What we talk about, got to find you why. So I don't think we need to get caught up on that one for much of any time there, Courtney? Do no. you want to hit the next one?
1: Yes. You think one mistake is the end of the world. You know I'm laughing already.
0: Because you see yourself in this. <laughs> yes. Could you finish the point before you giggle, please?
1: Sorry. Um, you think one mistake is the end of the world. You beat yourself up but promise to get it right starting next week.
0: Kind of like an extension of all or nothing, but it, it, this this sort of deviates into like this weird form of perfectionism. Like, oh, I, I'm starting with Matt and Courtney on Monday. I can't get anything wrong.
1: I think it also feeds into that one at the start, which was like bad foods equals bad person. and
0: Mistakes equal bad person. Mistakes
1: equal bad person. I think that that's what we get ourselves into thinking. And it's like one mistake, bad person, like start again
0: it's a very it's a very immature way of looking at things yeah and I um, heard it recently explained in a really really accurate way mm. is that the in terms of the the necessity of mistakes yeah. and how essential they are because mistakes give you the opportunity to learn and learning gives you the opportunity to change. And this is where, and we will tell our clients, like a client might be accepted into work with us and we'll tell them straight up, like, hey, just so you know, you're going to make a shitload of mistakes through this with us. We expect that and it's okay. We're fine with that. Of course, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing for it to actually sink in. It doesn't sink in until over a sustained period of time.
1: But I think having the expectations there is really important. You have to have the expectation that you are going to make mistakes and you have to start giving yourself, as you mentioned, the room, the space to make mistakes and to learn from them. Mm. And you also have to remember that there, there should be never judgment. And, again, if there's judgment, you're doing the wrong thing in the with the wrong people
0: you get the wrong people around because you because yeah. there
1: should never be judgment of that and i think that's often what we tell ourselves it was in my case and that's why i always feared mistake making so much because i always feared the judgment
0: the um i i don't fear mistake making i fear making the same mistakes yeah so if i'm making new mistakes like that that's that's part of the process and that's cool because that's a you know as i said before the opportunity to learn and improve If I'm repeating the same mistakes, I'm stuck in the same spot. Yes. That's a problem. But if you're the type of person where you think that one mistake means you're a terrible person or you fucked it up or you failed, like you aren't going to go far. No. You aren't going to last long with this. Because as I said before, talking about motivation and willpower, go and ask anyone in your life who's had forms of success at things, the mistakes they've made along the way, and buckle up. Yeah. Like if someone were to ask me – and you know what? This could be a podcast topic, mistakes that I've made. Like, how long have you got?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, a, a, a,
1: doing this whole series on would, that.
0: Would, you know, it actually could be <laughs> an entire season of just you and I talking about mistakes that we've made, yeah. but also then illustrating how they've made us better. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. So if you're if you're finding yourself getting stuck in this really torturous cycle of make a mistake, beat yourself up. Tell yourself you're a horrible person, um, but it's okay. I'll I'll get it all right starting again next week. That's going to be a lot of next weeks
1: Mm.
0: in the same spot. Yeah. Uh, Will I do the next one? You stress about useless crap like macros, weighing your food, weighing your drinks down to the specific gram, but you're also taking weekends off. Or you get to Friday and, oh, shit, here comes the binge eating. Here comes the binge drinking. Here comes all that inconsistency. But from Monday to Thursday, well, I had 125 grams of chicken breast and I had 50 grams of green beans and I had 238 mils of water. Stop yourself.
1: It's just not a fun way to live.
0: Well... I used the phrase mental gymnastics earlier in this episode. Same thing here. Mate, yes, I can and I do. I I do weigh my food. Mm. But that happened a long time after addressing the real big issues that I had. Yes. So if you find yourself getting caught up in the minutia of this, of weighing things out to the gram – or I've got to get my macro balance right this week, but yeah, come Friday night, holy shit, I'm gonna get tanked. Like, mm, save yourself the effort.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And I'll see that um, it's a sign to me if you get if we get like a new client and I send them through a meal record, like one of their first meal records, and their um, their bad habits are on display, which is by the way fine, but they're weighing everything down to the gram, like. I'm not even looking at those numbers. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm looking at the big picture stuff like um, what's your consistency like day to day? What's your Friday, Saturday, Sunday like versus your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah. You know, what are your sleeping habits like? What are your responses to stressful situations like? And I do see this as well. We obviously see this here together with this classic sign of a diet mindset. Because, you know, when you're good, you're so good that you're weighing everything down to the gram. But then come Friday, it's like um six beers, three hamburgers and a family-sized pizza. The detail just drops right off.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just, ah, oh, I did this and this and this and this and this. Anything you want to add there?
1: No. I mean, that's, yeah. You see, you do see it a lot. And it feeds into the next one actually, which is... Before
0: you do though, before you do, sorry to interrupt... Um, I do want to say that as you get more advanced, um, there is merit for more advanced clients in actually using their kitchen scales to, um, to sort of measure out certain, certain foods, et cetera. But that's a long way down the track. Yeah. A long way. Now, does this mean I'm sitting here saying that I think there's also merit in getting your macros down, Pat? Um, let me explain to you this way. I've never measured out my macros, ever. So if you ask me, do you know how to teach someone to do it themselves? No, because you don't fucking need to. But there is is merit in a more advanced client um, measuring out their serves of food. But gee, for most people, when they start with us, that's probably a good, at best, six to nine months away, at best. For some people... The first year, that's not even on the radar. Like we're just getting routine and habits and consistency down pat. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Thanks. Um, you, invo- you avoid social outings, slash engagement parties, weddings.
0: Just social engagements.
1: Insert here, uh, because you feel that it is the thing to help you avoid temptation.
0: Yeah. So I won't. I don't. I can't have the cake. If I don't go. Yes. I want to see my friends this weekend. I won't have any alcohol then. Yep. How is that sustainable? It's not. Speaking of joyless. Yeah. Like where's the where's the fun in that? That's not living.
1: No. I'll
0: tell you something. Any any program or any structure or anyone that you're working with where this is a an approved behavior? The whole thing's going to get thrown in the bin. Yeah. I fuck that. If you told me, like, yeah, you know, I'll get you in great shape, but you can't, you, know, you can't see your friend, you can't go out on date nights, you can't do this, you can't do that, fuck off. Yeah, that's my response. Yeah. Have you been guilty of this?
1: Um, I don't think I ever. No, I never didn't go. Mm.
0: Um,
1: I definitely would then. You know, play games with myself in my head about whether how much should I eat, what should I eat, yep. should I drink, shouldn't I drink. Um, that sort of thing, but no, I, n- I never didn't go to things.
0: There's definitely, there's definitely merit in setting boundaries for yourself. Yes, and I, that is recommended. Um, I do for myself as well, but that's to me is a necessary part of this. Is is learning to find that balance between yes, I can socialize, I can go to functions, I can go to events, etc. But that doesn't necessarily mean I have to go overboard and just. Ruin myself, yeah, you know, and just feel like shit with you know, just guzzling on bad choices all night. Why can't there be a a nice sort of middle ground there, where I have a good time, I enjoy myself, and I'm back in action the next day, and everything's all good. Mm. I just i I've seen this with people, and it's really kind of sad where um you you see people that are avoiding things like this yeah to avoid temptations to me it's not you're not so much avoiding the situations you're actually avoiding the problem yeah you're not addressing the actual problem i there's no sustainability there as yeah yeah joyless i'll do the next one
1: mhm
0: uh second last one yes you sign up for a new program hoping it'll be the answer to your problems without you actually having to work on your problems.
1: Yeah. I mean.
0: Here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. This is a real talk coming in. Change requires change. Yeah. Don't blame me. I don't make this shit up. I just <laughs> accept it. It is what it is. I've learned to live with it too. Yeah. Change requires change. Would I like to be able to eat and drink all the things I used to be able to eat and drink but look and feel as I do now? Yes, I would love that. Is that possible? No. Sorry, it is what it is. Now, unfortunately, there are plenty of people out there that will, this kind of ties into the obsession over results where you're you're looking to address what we see on the surface without looking to address what is happening below the surface. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. If you come across a program or a diet or a trainer or a coach that says to you like, yeah, we can do this. And um, we don't need to change anything. Bullshit. That's
1: a lie. Yeah.
0: Very, very disingenuous. Not a fan. Anything you want to add there? Yeah no.
1: I think that's pretty What a
0: classic Australian response. Yeah nah. Yeah nah. Yeah nah.
1: We always say that, don't we? Yeah oh, nah.
0: yeah, we do. Yeah nah. Um so yeah, it's it's kind of also ties into the program hopping. Yeah. Like it does. You sorry. You're not you're not going to find what you want until you're willing to work on the things you're avoiding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Last one. Last one. Go. You don't really want to change what you're doing. So you continually look for the magic program that allows you to keep doing the dumb shit you're doing. You want the flexibility, you say that in inverted commas, the flexibility that says it's okay to binge drink and overindulge while promising you'll lose weight.
0: Yeah, kind of like part B to the last one that that we just did that really sort of, yeah, extends this one out a bit. And yep. this is something that I've actually um, – I, I added this just before we started recording. Yeah, but It popped into my head. Um, I won't name names. We had a client once um, that didn't do much work, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't prepared to change their bad habits, and then told us they were not going to do what we were asking to do anymore because it wasn't, quote, unquote, flexible enough for them. And it's like, we well, are out of your fucking mind, but also you aren't ready to change. It is as simple as that.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, things like that just – when you can't see it, you're just not ready. Yeah. And you can't force it.
0: No, you can't. You you, you have to come to that conclusion yourself. Yeah. Um, which is an accepted way it is what it is. Um, but in the case of, of, say, if we're talking about this in the context of a client, like, hey, don't waste your money. Yeah. And no, don't waste our
1: time. No. And there is no there's no magic program, just like you were saying before, if, if – if, If you you don't change, you don't change. So there's no magic program that's going to allow you to do everything that you've been doing and get results because you would have already got the results. Like it's common sense when you step back and you look at it. Like you can't Mm. have a program that's going to allow you to do what you're doing and eat what you're eating and lose weight because you would then have not gained the weight. So it's clearly not working. So you need to really step back and actually think about, okay, what it is am I looking for? Because unfortunately, we've said it before, there's no magic pill, there's no magic program. You know, if if we knew there was,
0: we'd be doing it and we'd be selling it.
1: Correct. There is no there is no like literally nothing else to it.
0: Keep in mind like yes, we we do this podcast and we speak personally. Mm we speak from the perspective as people that have you know, been trainers and coaches to other people, we also own a business. Yes. What businesses exist to improve the lives of the customers of the business and also to improve the lives of the business owners. So what Courtney is saying is 100% correct. If there was the magic pill or the easy solution here that gets people what they want fast and makes us a stack of money, we'd be fucking doing it and we'd be fucking selling it. No questions asked.
1: And Trust, the amount of people around the world all looking to lose weight, if Mm. there was a way where you could continue doing and eating what you are right now and be losing the weight, you would know about it. Literally everyone would know about it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it still doesn't exist.
0: (laughs) Probably won't for a while. I wouldn't say so. That's a wrap.
1: That is a wrap for us.
0: 15 signs you have a diet mindset and no doubt we'll have an episode in the future of 15, 15 more signs. More. <laughs> uh, so well done, Courtney.
1: Well done to you too.
0: Uh, well done to you listening. Hopefully you've gotten um, some form of education or at least entertainment. Out of this. <laughs> out, of, uh, out of us just yelling in the microphone for yeah. an hour. Uh, We'd like to invite you to come and hang out with us at our Facebook group. Uh, We have a Facebook group for the podcast called The Weight Loss Podcast Mm -hmm. over on Facebook uh, where you can hang out with myself, Courtney and other fans of the show. You'll also find, if you want to find show notes for this episode and other episodes, you'll find it over at our website, which Courtney is
1: weightlosspodcast.com.
0: And you'll find links to both the Facebook group and the website in your podcast app that you're listening to us on right now. So Courtney, let's get the hell out of here. Yes. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next week where season six rolls
1: on. See ya.